Hello and welcome to my show conversation with Priya. I'm your host Priya Mishra today. We have a very special guest today, Pankaj Jain. I'm introducing him from the UTS University, India. Many people understand from Australian uh, audience point of view, we are one of the large, larger university and our best university campus in um, Sydney. People prefer going and especially when they are in the technology area. But in this frame, has he has 28 of, uh, years of experience consulting, marketing, and sales in international educational industry and telecom. With 22 years of international education consulting and student, student recruitment, he worked as a director of Career Plus Service and educational consulting company that focuses on institutional partnership for foreign university. Pankaj also managed the University of Leeds South Asia office as a management consultant from 2009 to 2012. Presently, he works as a regional director at India subcontinent for UTS College, earlier known as UTS in search. He is the head of the UTS College South Asia office, which takes care of India, Nepal, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Bhutan, and Mauritius. UTS College is pathway provider to University of Technology, Sydney, where it has team of nine members. So help me to welcome today, Pankaj Jain. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining in. Um, it's it's honor and pleasure to welcome you here. See, it's a very interesting journey. I have seen you've been spent, uh, you travel a lot. You are, were part of uh, you, uh, Canada and UK and other part of the world you have traveled. How this whole concept is started that you're gonna uh, stick to the UTS college in Delhi? Uh, basically the journey has been long as we told, uh, it has been 28, 28 years of work. I am an engineer by background, I'm a telecom engineer. So I worked in uh, telecom companies in Bombay, I was in Gujarat, I was in Delhi. Then I got a scholarship to do my MBA at University of Leeds, so in UK, so I went to do my scholarship there. After that, I worked again for Alcatel Telecom for two years, and then again for Tata Telecom. Uh, then University of Leeds, UK, where I studied my MBA, they approached me to start their India office. Yeah. So I started the India office in 1999. So yeah. it was a long journey, starting with 40 students. Uh, we worked with them for 11 years. So till 2009, uh, we had 450 students, which was a big number. It was a proper office with around 15 to 18 people at one point of time. And we looked after the same uh, India, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, Nepal, Bhutan all five, six countries. And then I moved out of uh, 2009. So I became a management consultant to the university, but the office was still running. So for three years, I ran the office. At that time, I started my own consultancy, Career Plus Services, where we were sending students to UK, Canada, Ireland, New Zealand, Australia, US, Europe also. So that I ran for 10 years. And last year, uh, uh, University of uh, Technology Sydney College, UTS College had approached yep. me. And I joined them in uh, February uh, 2020 as the regional director for South Asia. This was a new position which was created. Uh, we have an office in Delhi where we handle uh, countries like India, Nepal, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Mauritius, and uh, and this is a, like we are a pathway provider as you told that University of Technology is the main university where we send students, but yeah. they uh, study one year with us like diplomas, and then they graduate and top up to UTS University. So the journey has been long, a lot of learning, a lot of experience, uh, working with three, four companies, working with different type of bosses. Earlier were UK bosses, then there were mixed bosses. Now we have Australian uh, universities. So obviously learning is on, still on, <laughs> I would yeah. say. 
<laughs> Very interesting. You know, according to your bio, you have experience in a variety of business discipline. What has been the most difficult challenges you have tackled thus far in your career and what you have learned from it? I think uh, in India, like since the office has been in India for leads also by Tata Telecom, also Alcatel, I think what I learned during the last 28 years, uh, the toughest part is managing the people because yeah. expectation of staff is very high. Uh, gone are the days when staff are very committed, very loyal to you. They would work extra hours without asking anything. They have to complete the work. Uh, these days, the younger staff is uh, very hooked on to WhatsApp and YouTube and chat messages and Instagram. So the commitment is less. They don't want to work more, but they still want salaries higher. Yeah. So every year, if you don't increase their salaries by 10 or 15%, they will not be happy with you and they will be searching for a job. So earlier, there were people who worked with you for eight years, 10 years, 12 years, 15 years. Now those golden days are gone. And though we say in India, the prime minister says that the country is very young and we have so much 65% younger population, but I think aspirations of people have become very money oriented. Hmm. So it is less commitment, less responsibility, but higher salaries. Yeah. So this, this was the toughest part, which I learned during the last 28 years that how to manage people, how to keep them happy. Yeah. Uh, salary is one thing, but still they should be happy. They should be laughable. They should enjoy your work. Yeah. Because if they're not enjoying your work, they will look for a job in the next two months or three months. So they see you right. floating in the market on the job portal. So I think managing people is the first challenge and it will be the challenge in the next 10 years for India also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, preparing the workforce for the world is one of the largest challenge India is facing. Yes, we are a youngest country. Yes, we have uh, people from 68% under 42 years of old people. Very, very young country and, and very highly educated society as well. No doubt about it. Right. Education is must in our country, which is we are very proud of it. But at the same time, preparing them for a workforce is becoming harder and harder and challengeable. And I feel like it, it's it's a part of, A is a part of, uh, due to the course curriculum we have prepared. So I heard there are new policy changes and all is happening. Do you think it's gonna change the workforce mindset? Yes. Yeah, will it change the yeah. mindset? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I, sorry, I missed the question. Sorry. Okay. See, when uh, there are a lot of policy changing is happening, do you think it will right. change the youth mindset, and it will it be any helpful the way government is coming up with the new policy in the education system? Will will it change, anyways? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the government introduced the new education policy, which is called NEP 2020, yeah. in which their government is trying to push a lot of things like uh, they should have internships into their curriculum, they have a credit-based system. So you can do five modules in India, you can do five modules in Canada, you can do five modules in uh, Australia and still get credit back and all. There is a lot of focus on skill development. Uh, there's a lot of focus on entrepreneurship also. And obviously there's a focus on hard skills as well as soft skills. So hard skills are your technical skills, computing skills, game skills, but soft skills are personality, teamwork, uh, interpersonal skills. So government is trying to do a lot of things and there are a lot of uh, activities happening. Government is trying, a lot of colleges, a lot of private universities, a lot of government industries are trying to do activities. Yeah. Now it is for, for the general youth to say that, okay, we are ready for it. So that yeah. is the gap I think there is that government is trying to do anything, 
but till it resonates with the young people that it is being done for our benefit these right. things will not happen right so they should it should not happen that the students think that this is part of the course and the curriculum we have to just do because you have to get marks and pass it out right but they should internally think that it is for our benefit because this will be helping us to make us job ready so right. like these days a lot of courses have come on udemy coursera uh, linkedin learning and other places where you do a short term one month two month three month courses yeah. which are teaching you a lot of things which are available but it is for students and their parents to ask their students to also study read online and there's right. covid time so there's a lot of time actually to spare to enhance your skills in it also ai also games technology also python yeah. also so so i think it parents have to push the kids because india is still a very uh, parent pushing parent dominated uh, country where what the parents say the student do those students have become very dependent these days but still yeah. i as of now still parents will guide students sure sure and it is very much social um, influence is required towards the parents to adopt the system we are trying to adopt it so it's, it's a huge shift is required in terms of that having said that covid-19 produced significant changes in the way we do business there was a remarkable shift in marketing messaging that occurred what influence has it had on your you know whole overall uts point of view how university has been changed you know i know it's it's a pathway to uh, go to the international university now how has it helped the provide better result in times of crisis uh, basically what uts college has done in the last uh, one and a half year i would say depending on covid so our managing director mr alex murphy has and my uh, immediate boss peter harris who is the chief officer partnership in the group yeah. they have been very supportive of us for south asia because uh, india sri lanka bangladesh nepal which are four major countries which are affected and i would say across the world actually for all the international countries because yeah. we get students from indonesia china other countries so we have recently changed the marketing strategy that we have to go to the customer we have to help them so the online classes happening uh, the similarly like lot of time zones have been allowed uh, that students can study at different time zones there is flexibility in the fees also there are scholarships which have been announced so students are able to get scholarships up to 8000 dollars australian dollars yeah. and uh, we have lot of a uh, uh, lot of support at the at the city level also which is supporting the online classes because students are coming from different countries so smaller groups have been formed they are helping peer information they can they can have that it support only for us so lot of things uh, uts college has done in terms of supporting students from from the budget and the marketing perspective obviously we have shifted from a traditional uh, teaching point of view which was physical and in the classes to online classrooms so obviously yeah. it took a lot of time for the teachers to shift but the pandemic was there so you had to shift there was no choice so right. a lot of learning happened a lot of things happened we are developing a new integrated learning model also to come next year so mm -hmm. where the some part of teaching will be 40 60 sort of thing or 30 70 in india also for example ugc has planned that from next year uh there will be 40% option to do online classes and 60% will be physical classes so the world has changed innovation has come in entrepreneurship has come in so those are things we have become resilient our teams have become resilient we are customer friendly whatever the students are wanting the some students if they have not been able to complete or they are missing the lectures lectures are uploaded they can see the lectures later on so the technology has helped what we can we are offering to students and we have as uts college have evolved and learned that 
students these days across the world are sitting in different time zones so we have to help students because learning online is not easy because right. you are missing the teachers you are not missing your friends you are missing the library you are missing the social club you are missing the city mm. so you are sitting at home and reading and online the computers are very boring at times so you get very bored whole day sitting on computer or whatever 3 4 hours the class yeah, yeah yeah people are actually psychological impact is very high due to stay at home scenario um definitely it is impacting overall socio um, um understanding and socio relationship point of view eq is actually on a stack um but uh, when when we say when how do how we are seeing this the economy going and how it is going to reflect into the your education industry as as a overall in education industry how do you see the growth in coming years and how long it will take to catch up <laughs> given the scenario we have been facing and of course education is also impacted heavily yeah actually like if you see the education as per australian government is the fourth the biggest gdp earner for the economy right even yesterday there was an article in media so the number of students going to australia has been reduced obviously because the borders are closed as of now uh, uh, the government is saying that we will look into it when the borders open so there's a lot of speculation when the borders will open so yeah. obviously student traffic to australia has been affected across the world the students are not are only studying online classes because borders are not allowed so flights are not allowed recently the government of uh, south australia started a pilot project which was allowing the 300 students uh, new south wales has a pilot project to start with 500 students and yeah. act also has a pilot project so government is trying to do everything but obviously you have to take care of your local population also you have to take care of australian citizens also vaccination is very important because uh, so there is flexibility that students will come they will quarantine in some facilities for 10 days the university will bear and the students will bear the flight cost and the quarantine facilities in new south wales a new location has been developed in sydney Uh, which has a lot of provisions to take care of quarantine so the numbers are less but australia as a destination has been very very popular it is among the top 2 3 countries where students go and it has been there for the last 20 years yeah. so sydney australia sydney melbourne are popular as a destination as a uh, thing so students are still keen because you have a advantage in australia that if you study for 2 years you get 2 years post study work permit and then you can continue your stay and extend to a permanent residency also so that is one advantage and lot of lot of people have close relatives close friends or neighbors or seniors staying in sydney melbourne and other perth and yeah. adelaide city so there is a natural push to go to these countries because it's a it's a small like it's a big country but we very small population of 2.5 crores which is yeah as compared to india 135 crores is very small so i think it's a it's a good city like i've been to sydney in 2013 i was there last february so these are good cities nice places to stay and uh, i think the students are still studying online with the option that the, the moment they get their uh, the borders open they are applying for visas they can study online just is have slightly relaxed the ielts requirements the high commission is saying that we will give visas faster to students so they are ready the moment the borders open they can fly to australia and continue the study so i think a uh, lot of support is there by the by the universities by the high commission and uh, students and the partners the agents we are working on so everybody is trying and let's see when the borders open so we'll have students flying into australia yeah i mean it's one of the largest industry for australia you know education is especially for the victorian economy 
I mean, of course, Sydney is also popular, but Victoria is one our education hub. So uh, okay. we have a, we had been actually held on that industry. It's kind of a big economic impact for Australians. Um, and considering we can't wait for to see things open and people start flowing as much as they are waiting, I think Australian economy is equally waiting that to happen, you know. So having said that, you know, how do you handle explore transactional education being one of your main responsibility and how it's gonna impact the future given the current scenario? Like uh, TNE, which is called Transnational Education, is a, a very important component of our strategy for UTS College, right. as well as for UTS South Asia office. Uh, so uh, we are very active in TNE. We have a setup in Indonesia. We have a setup in China. We have our own campus in Sri Lanka in Colombo, which is offering the foundation and diploma programs as well as English. We are yeah. trying to develop some partnerships in Bangladesh, which we will be announcing very soon. And also, we are exploring similar things in India as well as Nepal also, which are the two countries which are left. So we are talking yeah. to some partners. So at TNE, what we do is we deliver the first year of our uh, UTS program at uh, our diplomas at the uh, at the local uh, TNE partner in the country, and the second year the student flies to be at the University of Technology Sydney, or then the third year right. he does foundation, then he studied two years at the local co uh, country, and then he flies for two years. Yeah. So we. There, there is option. We are working on it. Sri Lanka is a big campus. We are own campus. We opened last uh, October uh, 2019 before the COVID. So we yeah. have uh, students studying there. We are offering foundation. We are offering diploma, and uh, we are offering academic English. So similar partners. We in Bangladesh we have decided on the university, and the agreement is being signed very soon. So we'll have students from Bangladesh also studying at a local uh, TNE partner there. Uh, my uh, my immediate boss Peter Harris. He's an expert in TNE. He has been there in TNE for the last 20 years. So he's very keen that we should have similar models in other countries also where there is a possibility and then there are students. And because obviously in TNE, the advantage is that the first year fees is reduced to a local fees, which is, I would say, one fourth or one fifth of the fees yeah. what we are charging Australia. So yeah. the student study stays in their home country, experiences the Australian style of teaching, experiences Australian style of uh, studying also the books are Australian. And so that he prepares, by the time he comes into second year, he is used to a culture. So he doesn't get a cultural shock when he immediately yeah. lands in city or yeah. any other or any city. It's been a very, I mean, challenging for a lot of students. As you mentioned, cultural shock is a very big uh, challenge for many students coming over, going any or any other country overseas. Education style is very different culturally. The social impact is different. The behavioral and behavioral impact is there. So, it is very important to have that. I mean, I can see the importance of it and why people are thinking about that. Now, since we are coming to the end of this show, now that the pandemic continued to surge our economic and change the way we view education in this new normal, how does your team push through the growth and diversification in a student rec recruitment? How do you push the student to push? Yeah. What did you say last? I'm going to ask again. Now that the yeah. pandemic continues to surge our economy and change the way we education in the new normal, how does your team push through the growth and diversification in student recruitment? Right. 
no our south asia team we have uh, members so what what we are trying to do is like we are trying to reach our partners and uh, who are the main stakeholders who send students yeah. besides the partners we are also developing a strategy to directly target schools and colleges so we are doing seminars in schools we are trying to do tie up with universities and colleges so directly developing a stream of students also so that besides the partners we are also able to help students who want to come directly to uts college right so so the strategy is like as of now we can't obviously travel in uh, we are not traveling in india we have been in lockdown working from home for last uh, one year four months so our team does online seminars online recruitment sessions we attend some school fairs we get students so this has been the activity which has been on so if, for example our big partners have 30 35 40 offices so our teams do three or four cities webinar together train them and if we get students we counsel them lot of uh, partners which are agents they also do uh, education fairs so our team participates in them and we convert students for us and uh, we are helping students to uh, be flexible in terms like if they want to uh, uh, apply now they can apply now if they want to defer admission for next semester because lot of students still say that please let us know when the borders will open so we would like to start the studies like 6 months before that we don't want to study one year before so there's lot of uh, uncertainty when the borders will open as per the government they are saying it can be mid next year uh, mid, mid next year can mean from march april may june july so a lot of uh, speculation which month yeah but the team is team is trying our best so uh, i've been telling my team that students are important parents are important our stakeholders which are the partners are important we have to uh, attend seminars webinars with the australian high commission for example the australian high commission is doing a, a seminar australia showcase from uh, i think 4th 5th uh, 6th of uh, august Yeah. and uh, our team is uh, trying to see that we should be able to listen to them listen to what the universities are saying there are edtech firms also so there's a lot of different things which have been happening since i've joined so i'm trying to ask my team listen to them what ideas they have and try to incorporate new ideas uh, my seniors are very supportive management at head office is very supportive that whatever we think we can do for south asian students and other countries also yeah. we should try to help any new activities they want to do like we recently did a panel discussion last thursday which was attended by around 240 students from south asia we had around 800 registrations for that so that is the first event so we had two directors of schools in delhi one vice chancellor of university and uh, peter harris our chief officer partnerships and growth participated and the topic was future study options after the pandemic so right. it was a one hour session a very relevant topic and the students are and there were a lot of questions like we had so many questions we could not answer in one hour so right very interesting so thank you so much it was um, really nice session with us thank you for joining in we come to the end it's my pleasure it's my pleasure so if people wants to buy, uh, find you how can they find you i can give you my mobile number it is very simple 9810054035 i've got my email id which is pankaj p a n k a j dot j a i n at u t s UTS College C O L L E G dot E D U dot A U for Australia. So it is Pankaj dot Jain at UTS College dot E D U dot A U. So most welcome to contact me. I'm on Facebook also. I'm on LinkedIn also. Wherever I possible, I'll try to help and uh, give the best option to you. Thank you. It was a really interesting communication. I'm sure the people will get benefit out of it. All your details oh. will be given on my description, and people will not have to search. They can definitely copy and reach out to him, and he's very flexible and available. So 
feel free to ask your question. The team will be always ready to answer your question. Thank you so much for today. If you guys, audience, you haven't subscribed, like, share, or comment, please don't forget to do that. Uh, we, we will be bringing this kind of episode, interesting questions for you anytime at your door. Please don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, like, comment, and subscribe if you haven't already done it. To know more about us, visit www.corporality.global. And also, you can find more about Priya Mishra is on priya.sydney.